Welcome to Street Knowledge with Chris Graham. Let's talk some Virginia basketball. Chris Graham here on the podcast. And we'll start with, uh, we've, we're, we're towards the end of the exam break. Uh, Virginia's last game was December 5th, a 77-47 win over North Carolina Central. I'm recording this on December 15th. Tomorrow, December 16th, the Hoos are back in action, uh, hosting Northeastern. A rare Saturday night, late night game. So I say late night, a night game, 6 o'clock start on a Saturday. Uh, it seems like we always play at 12 or 2 or at the latest 4 on Saturdays. Uh, but ACC Network tomorrow night, uh, Virginia gets Northeastern. Um, you know, the exam break is always that time of year. You know, I remember there was one of the Pete Gillen years where, you know, they the, the that whose team went into the break with like an eight and one or nine and one record and came back and it looked like everybody had just eaten turkey over the 10 days they were off and they, they played, they were very flat or fat as the case may be, right? Um, but uh, Tony Bennett's already had one six game break, six day break this season, and they came back from that break after the trip down to South Florida before Thanksgiving, and they played they played their best three games of the season uh, after that break. The wins over on uh, Texas A&M, Syracuse, and then North Carolina Central. And so you know it's one of those things. They, you know you play a lot of games, you take six days off. You play three three more games in quick succession, you take ten days off. Um, you know Virginia gets this one with Northeastern. Then next week travels early next week travels. to to Memphis for what could be a really big game for both those teams. Um, and certainly a chance for UVA to get a resume win, but first got to play Northeastern. Let's not jump ahead. Northeastern's four and six this season. They've also had a break for exams. Uh, getting, they, their last game, December 6th, the 73, 71 loss to Vermont. Uh, their best win in Ken Palm is East Carolina. And it's a pretty modest one. Uh, you, ECU is 186 in Ken Palm. Uh, Northeastern was, or was picked seventh in the 14-team CAA preseason. Uh, one thing about this team, balance scoring, four guys in double figures, two other guys just under double figures uh, at the nine-point-per-game range, and eight guys total who average over six. Um, so their they're, they're guys put points up, um, and it's pretty evenly distributed. Um, not very big, uh, you know, at least individually. You know, when you look at Ken Palm, when you look through their numbers, one thing, average height on the floor – Actually, averages thirty fourth in the country, but it's because uh, their center six seven. They got a couple six eight guys, including one guy who's a bench guy, and then their starting guards, their backcourt six six. Both guys are six six, and their small forward is six six. So, you know, six 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 seven six eight is pretty much what they are. Um, uh, but just no, you know, no seven footers um, as far as that goes. The 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 leading scorer is a guy named Chris Doherty. He's a center at six seven, eleven point nine point seven rebounds a game. Uh, the four spot is a stretch four guy, 6'8 sophomore Jared Turner, 9.8 points a game, but shoots 40% from three. So you need to watch for him from the perimeter when he sets screens and pops back out there. Point guard is a 6'6 uh, a guy named Rashad King, and the back, uh, the two guard is Luke Sakota, another 6'6 guard. Um, you know, one thing you'll notice about this team when you go through the numbers, there's a bunch of guys who shoot in the high 20s, low to mid 30s from three. Uh, the uh, the four Turner is the best shooter from from three, and he's a forty percent guy. So they don't shoot the three very well. Um, when you look at the analytics, uh, they play a a similar pace as Virginia. You know, a little quicker, but they'll play Virginia's pace whether they want to or not. Um, not very good defensively. Three hundred seventeenth in Ken Palm out of three hundred sixty two teams, uh, allowing one point one one points per possession. And Ken Palm projects the final score of this one, 73-56 Virginia, 94% win probability for what that's worth. <laughs> and we'll see what it's worth, right? Um, 
uh, you know, some other Virginia uh, uh, basketball news and notes. Um, I wanted to address a mailbag item. Got a, 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 a email from a from a reader uh, about. Um, uh, well, one was was about the 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 lack of respect in the rankings. Uh, Virginia is now in both the writers and and coaches polls. You know, I don't know that in December it matters that much. This time last year, Virginia was number as high as number two in the national polls. Uh, we saw how things ended. Got a four seed in the tournament, lost in the first round. Um, good season, 25 wins, ACC regular season championship, loss in the ACC title game. But, you know, what you do in December doesn't really, you know, maybe say what you're going to be doing in March. So, um, and I would even throw to the college football playoff, look at look at the CFP. I mean, they had the CFP rankings had Florida State in the top four all season long, it seemed like. I mean, maybe after the first, well, yeah, I have to, the first one of that doesn't come out until late October, I think. Um, and then, including the two weeks after Jordan Travis got hurt, FSG was in the top four. And then the the selection committee dropped him to fifth, moved Alabama from eight to four uh, after another win by Florida State without their their starting quarterback for most of the season, Jordan Travis. And, they, and the committee's reasoning was, well, they're not as good as they were before. They were, too, they were good for two weeks after he got hurt, but they weren't as good as they were before. So... Beauty's in the eye of the beholder. Uh, you know, I like what I see out of this team for Virginia. Um, the tweaks that have been made, and we'll talk more about those uh, a little bit later in the podcast, have got this team with a little bit higher ceiling than I thought, certainly the week of the this the trip down to Fort Myers. Um, and so rankings don't mean so much. Uh, one other new, uh, item, um, uh, Igor Milicic. I wrote a column uh, about Virginia's 2022-2023 uh, transfers in, in uh, Francisco Cafaro, Isaac Trout, uh, Caden Chedrick. We'll talk about that a little bit more as the podcast goes on. Um, but I didn't write about the uh, transfers from previous year's classes. Igor Milicic, one reader pointed out, hey, he's averaging 13 points, 9 rebounds a game, shooting 41% from three. Couldn't we use that? And Milicic is a 6'10 guy who can shoot threes. Yes, we could use that right now. Um uh, the starting center uh, is a transfer coming in, the, the Jake Groves, who came in from Oklahoma, who's a three-point shooter at 6'9". Uh, and uh, Ryan Dunn at 6'8", is playing effectively. He's playing the four spot, the the power forward spot, even though he's listed in the programs and everywhere else as a guard by by, by Tony Bennett. 6'8 um, guy who can shoot threes, doesn't shoot him very well, but can shoot threes. Uh, boy, wouldn't you love to have Milicic out there uh, as the backup to at least the backup, perhaps, um, to Jake Groves? And yeah, he's putting some good numbers up uh, there uh, in Charlotte. Now I know Charlotte's a lower level down. He had eight point six rebounds, four blocks against Duke in a loss last week, so he's he can put good numbers up against the uh, the big guys too. Um, talking more about the 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 transfers out, uh, we'll start with Caden Shedrick. He's the one that. You think got away, but I'll tell you in a second who really is the one we let get away. Shedrick's putting up good counting numbers. Uh, as of when I wrote this uh, piece uh, earlier in the week, I haven't re haven't updated to see if Texas even played uh, later this week. Uh, Shedrick was averaging 13.3 points, 4.5 rebounds, 66.7% shooting. But I pointed out in the column most of that damage, almost all that damage was done against Texas's lesser opponents, and that's – and they they've played a lot of lesser opponents. <laughs> they've only played two games against teams ranked in the top 150 of Ken Palm, UConn, and, and uh, Marquette. And um, uh, Shedrick missed the UConn game. 
So uh, he didn't even get any anything there. Uh, so he's only played in one of uh, those games. And uh, he, in that Marquette game, uh, he had six points, two rebounds, and assist, block, two turnovers, and three fouls in 23 minutes. That's a lot of, unfortunately, what we saw out of Shedrick in big games at Virginia. Um, he would he would do great in November and December, and then as the season wore on, uh, he'd fall out of the lineup. I'm not saying that's going to happen to him at Texas. And if, in, in fact, for the kid, he's a UVA graduate. I hope for him that you know things do work out for him better uh, in that sense. Uh, but uh, you know, right now at this stage, uh, you know, he's he's putting up good numbers um, against teams that you know probably aren't the ones that you would want to be bragging about uh, if you're Shedrick. Now, uh, you know, I may end up clicking. And in fact, I should do this real quick. What the heck? This is this is a live-to-tape podcast. I should look and make sure. Has Texas played any this week? You know, a lot of a lot of the top 25 are are taking time off this week. So, uh, let's see. Let's go to Texas's numbers. Have they played since I wrote that column? Uh, <laughs> and he'll, he'll probably have put up 20 against somebody really good. Uh... Texas is 19th in the polls, and let's see. Let's see. Have they played? No, Houston Christians through their last game, and that's obviously not an opponent that you would want to be bragging about. So, no, I mean, so Shedrick, I mean, and he, you know, honestly, the way Tony wants to play basketball, Tony wants a three-point shooter in the big spots. That's why I say that the one who really got away is the next guy we're going to talk about, Isaac Trout, who, who went to Creighton. Now, when I had these numbers figured out, he was averaging seven points and 2.8 rebounds a game. I got to watch some of Creighton's um, blowout loss to a not very good UNLV team on Wednesday night. He got he, he scored zero points, two rebounds, only got nine minutes, none in the second half. Ugh, feel bad for him there. Trout went home back home. He's from Nebraska. He went back to Creighton, which is in Omaha, because he was homesick. Um, man, uh, 16 of 31 from three. Uh, and uh, 6'10 guy, we could use that. <laughs> he'd, he'd, he'd at least be backing up uh, Groves, and he might be starting for Tony Bennett this year. So it's a you know, shame that we lost him. The other the other big that we lost, uh, Francisco Cafaro, had a couple of do double-digit games at Santa Clara to start the season out, and since then his numbers have kind of poppied where, they, where they'd poppy, right? He's, he, poppy is averaging 5.6 points, 5.5 boards a game, 18.5 minutes. You know he's 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 you know, he's doing this at Santa Clara, not in the ACC. Love Poppy. He he could set screens. He was the next Jack Salt. It's just that the game got away from from him. Tony Bennett doesn't play doesn't he wouldn't play Jack Salt now. You know he, he, Jack Salt would be a he'd probably be transferring out too. Um, you know the game has changed a lot in the last five years. So uh, of the four, if you want to include Milicic, and I'll go with my reader and say we should. Uh, it'd be Milicic and Trout. Man, if you have those guys, we'd be doing all right. But we got Groves. Uh, Jake Groves doing well. Uh, you know, I, I think there it'd be nice if we had a, a backup big who could hit threes. Um, and we don't. And maybe rebound. And, and that actually, of all those guys, Milicic might be the guy. We averaging the nine boards per game. So in any case, um, <laughs> I think that's uh, – you know, we talked uh, on the last podcast about the changes that Tony's made to the offense. I think it's just – it's interesting to see how things will go for this Virginia program. Uh, coming back off the exam break now, I mean, I know there will be a little the game, the game tomorrow, the game against Memphis, then a little bit of a break again. Come back after Christmas, and then you go in a home stretch. 
uh, you know, pretty much all the way through. There's the one break in ACC play because of the odd number of teams. Everybody's got to take a midweek or weekend off. Um, so there's at least one other period this this season coming up where there'll be six or seven days off between games. Uh, but other than that, it's 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 all the way through. So um, it'll be interesting to see how Virginia comes out tomorrow night. From For those listening, before the uh, Saturday tip at 6 o'clock Eastern, uh, I will be courtside, so to speak. I'm, I'll be in the lower bowl <laughs> at JPJ. That They don't sit us on the court and haven't for years at JPJ, but it still feels kind of like courtside. I'm, I'm at least in the arena. Uh, I'll be there for the game. We'll be doing um, – you know, live stuff there, I guess. Uh, I've been doing the live blogs on Facebook. Uh, you know, we'll see if I do that again. Actually, I'm thinking out loud here again because not too many people have been joining me on that. Uh, but definitely uh, the the live coverage, I'll have a, a game story and column written right after the game. So sometime between 8.15 and 8.30, you'll have at least the first of those. Uh, and then, of course, the reactions from players and coaches thereafter. So, And then we'll get you ready for Memphis. Uh Wish I was going down to Memphis, not going to Memphis. I'd love to get down there, I'd love to get some Memphis barbecue, maybe hit a honky-tonk or two, but I'm not sure if I can justify another trip. Went to Nashville earlier this year, came back from Nashville with COVID. I don't think the wife is going to be too keen on <laughs> another trip down to Tennessee uh, as far as that goes. Um, so uh, any questions, anything you want me to address in a future column, anything, hey, news tips you got about Virginia sports? Uh, feel free to please reach out to me, email me at chris at augustafreepress.com.